0: Well, am I on? I don't know. I'm not sure. Can you hear me? I'm the uh, second string, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know, did your alarm clock go off this morning and you just wanted to knock the face off? Mine did, because it went off early. And I got to tell you, I looked... And it was too early I was, I wasn't happy, I was complaining You know, Mark Lowry here in the video, that was one of his first um, albums He's a comedian from, I don't know, I saw him before he was big time But, um, you know, that man's alarm clock, there's definitely a cartoon or so I've seen where the hammer comes out and it gets smashed Well today, I think, you know, we all had to jump ahead And it's hard to get out of bed But I'm glad You did I'm glad you're here But before I move on um, There's something I need to do And there's something I need your help with You see Our church We have A great Leader We have a Sacrificial pastor that's walking around looking for coffee at the moment. He does deserve it. He had three daughters. I only have one and I can't drink enough some days. But, um, church, Tony, will you come in here? I think you can hear me. Pastor Tony, um, he has sacrificially and with a vision that God has given him, he has. Uh, redesigned our sanctuary he has been the driving force behind all of these marvelous changes that we see in church i would like when he darkens this door in about four steps i would just like us to tell him thank you because pastor tony you need to know how much we appreciate your leadership here at gateway can we tell him thank you Thank you. <laughs> Love you, brother. So with all that, have you ever been sick? Yeah, maybe. I mean, have you really been sick? I'm not talking about the the cold and you got to call in to work because you got the sniffles or you should have called in because... Nobody wants what you have. I'm talking about like you've really been sick. I'm reminded of like cancer or COVID-19 for some of us, pneumonia. Have you ever really been sick? I haven't been there, and I praise the Lord. I'm not trying to uh, brag, but... I've never had to experience that, and I'm very grateful for it. But sometimes we're sick, and we don't look like it. Perhaps we have a a sickness that's not physical. Perhaps you have desires and cravings in your life that can build a wall and create a distance between yourself and God. These sicknesses, they can look like anything. It may look like gambling, playing the lottery, or drunkenness. It may look like pornography. Somewhere, someone's like, I'm not on that list. I don't do any of that. But maybe you're on this next list. Maybe you go shopping, and you pay with a credit card that already has a huge balance on it. Or maybe you're spending too much time on your screen, swiping left and right and up and down. Maybe it's drug use or a relationship outside of your marriage. And some of these desires or these cravings, they don't separate us from God, but all of them can. And no matter what that desire is, they are all rooted In one thing, in grumbling and complaining. In our common thread studies that we do every day, Monday through Friday, we take the weekend off. But every week, Monday through Friday, on these common threads, this week on Monday, Pastor Tony did a a little amazing devotional on numbers, which is one of our passages this morning. And... He blew my mind away because he said these, these Israelites were starting to complain about things that were life and death. They were complaining about their food and their water. So I want us to take a look at this scripture. And I say look because I have, I'm a kid's pastor. So I think in pictures. And so I want you to see inside my head... This morning, as I read the scripture to you, so this is Numbers, chapter 21, verses 4 through 9. The Israelites traveled from Mount Hor along the way to the Red Sea. They wanted to go around Edom, but they grew tired on the way. So they spoke against God and against Moses. They said, "'Why have you brought us out of Egypt?' Do you want us to die here in the desert? We don't have any bread. We don't have any water. And we hate this awful food. (sighs) Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the Israelites. And the snakes bit them. And many died. The others, I'm guessing these others are the ones that didn't die. The ones that weren't bit yet, perhaps. The others came to Moses and they said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Then anyone who is bitten can look at it and remain alive. So Moses made a bronze snake, he put it on a pole. And then anyone who was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake remained alive. And there you have it. That's how I think. The Israelites, they complained to Moses and to God about what they had and what they wanted in place of it. The food and water God provided wasn't enough, it wasn't good enough anymore. So they grumbled, and they complained, and they made sure God knew it. God heard them, and he answered them right away. It just wasn't quite the answer they were expecting. God sent the snakes, these poisonous snakes. They were bitten, and they died. And this led to more grumbling and more complaining. This time it was followed by prayer. The Israelites wanted the snakes gone, but here it gets interesting. Moses did pray, God did hear the prayer, and he did answer. He just didn't answer the way, again, it was expected. The snakes, they stayed there. God didn't take them away. Instead, God said, Build a gold or bronze snake, put it on a pole, hold it up. Anyone who looks at it, they can live. I'm not sure. The people of Israel still wanted to get bit by those snakes, but at least they had something to do about it. You see, the Israelites, they had a very real problem sin had made them sick they had sinned against god and moses but really against god and because of this sin they were sick the desire for food and or a variety of it and for drink something different or something at all it wasn't their sin it's okay For us to want more, it was okay for the Israelites to want more. And it's okay to want different. The Israelites' sin, and for us as well, is when they rejected what God had provided and decided to take matters into their own hand. That is when they sinned. And we sin as well when we grow impatient. We grumble and we complain and take matters in our own hands, and the things that God has provided for us are no longer good enough. And we attempt to satisfy our desires and our cravings. I, you, we all have these cravings. Things like jobs, money, house, car, a working car, a healthier relationship. And these things are okay to have. But the sin comes depending on what you do with those desires. The actions you take lead to that sin, that sickness. And when we decide to take those matters into our own hands and not give it to God, or patiently wait for him, we complain, like me. I have these billboards on my wrist that says something's wrong. And there is, my thumbs, this is a thumbs up, can't tell. My thumbs don't work the way they're supposed to. There's tendons in my arms that go through a little tunnel in my wrist, and those tendons are swollen. in the tunnel is swollen. And when you get something big trying to go through something that's small, it doesn't work. And it causes me a lot, of, a lot of pain and a lot of frustration. And I'm sick because of my actions. The other day I was in my dining room working on, on this sermon And um, I just hit the table, and I sighed great big, so much so that Bethany from the other room asked if everything was okay. And I said something like, I'm tired of my stupid thumbs. I'm over this. And I was sick. I sinned. I want you to remember, it's okay... For us to have these cravings and these desires. But the moment when we put something before God, it becomes sin. For me, in that moment, I was putting my my body, my comfort, ahead of God. And I was sick. I had sinned. We all have moments like that where... It may be the job or the relationship, the money, maybe something else. And we put those things before God. And we become sick with sin and we are in need of a cure. We can try to fulfill those needs on our own. We can work more hours. We can ask for a promotion. We can look for a better job. But when we fulfill those needs on our own, it leaves us feeling broken, empty, hungry, unfulfilled, and sick. See, my thumbs don't work. And the good news is, we aren't left alone to deal with these snakes in our lives, You see, just like the Israelites, God hears our prayers. He knows the things that we crave and desire, and he answers them. And even better, God provided the cure that we need a long time ago. In a conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus says this, And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of God must be lifted up. Here, Jesus is calling himself the Son of Man, or the Son of God. And right before that, he reminded Nicodemus about Moses' snake on a stick. And Nicodemus knew that story. He was a Jewish man, he was a Jewish leader, And as soon as Jesus said Moses and snake, instantly his mind would have been flooded with the history of his nation. But then Jesus continued to say something, and I'm sure it had to make Nicodemus question what he heard and cause confusion. Because Jesus said, like that snake, he was to be lifted on a cross. Or was to be lifted up, rather. And for us that makes sense, but because we know Jesus was lifted up. He became that sacrifice we needed. And I have a little video for us to watch that illustrates this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus. So let's take a look.
1: Do you remember when the children of Israel complained against God and against Moses? In the wilderness of Paran? Yes. They wanted to return to Egypt and they cursed the manna that God sent them. And then? They were bitten by serpents and they were dying. But? But God made a way for them to be healed. Moses lifted the bronze serpent in the desert and people only needed to look at it. So will the Son of Man be lifted up so that whoever believes in him... May have eternal life. Our people are not dying from snake bites; They're dying from taxation and oppression. I'm sorry to disappoint you. But I did not come to deliver the people from Rome. Then from what? From sin. From spiritual death. God loves the world in this way. That he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So this has nothing to do with Rome. It's all about sin. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, Nicodemus. He sent him to save it through him. It's as simple as Moses' serpent on the pole. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe stands already.
0: Have you ever heard anything like this before? Shh. This clip is from a, a series called The Chosen. It's a series that chronicles the life of Jesus. And in this particular conversation, Nicodemus is asking several great questions to Jesus. And Jesus answers them and slowly... Nicodemus begins to realize Jesus isn't here to rescue Israel from Rome, from taxation. But Jesus came because of sin. He he came so that the things that separate us from God would fall upon Him. You see, sin makes us sick. But Christ is the cure. That sounds funny to say. In, in a time where vaccine is a hot topic, where illness and getting better and having good health is something that we all talk about multiple times a day, I stand up here and say Christ is the cure, but I want to remind you, the sickness we're talking about is not physical. It's a spiritual sickness, and it's the sin. Sin is when we choose to put anything above God. In those moments, it's like we we build a wall around ourselves, trying to keep God out. But we are sick and we all need this cure. So how do we get it? Do we have to wait in line? Do we have to wait on research and make an appointment and find out if I'm eligible? No, we don't have to do any of that. As Jesus said to Nicodemus in 315 of John, He said, All of this happened. The snake being raised, Jesus had to be raised. And immediately after that, he says, So that everyone who believes in him, the him is Jesus. The him is Christ. That whoever believes in him will have eternal life. And that's it. It's as simple as that and as difficult as that. Everyone who believes in him, and we only need just to believe, And that's hard. Belief is more than just a word. It is a, a faith, a, a trust, and a reliance on Jesus. A trust that Jesus will do everything he has said he would do. A faith that Jesus is who he says he is. And a reliance on him for our forgiveness. And all of that, the faith, the trust, and the reliance wrapped up into one neat little word is believe. We must believe that Jesus is God's Son, that He was sent to earth to live and die, not to show His humanity, but to offer us the cure to our sickness. Moses and the Israelites, they They had to look up to a snake on a stick for their healing. Our cure for sin is forgiveness, but we also had to look to Jesus on the cross for that healing. But what is that healing? Yeah, part of it's forgiveness, but what is the healing that Jesus offers us? It is life. Remember when we try to take matters into our own hands and we feel left wanting more we want to go up to the next rung on the ladder at work the next higher position we want to get another pay raise we want, we want a better relationship and all of that leaves us feeling wanting and empty but Jesus says I give you a healing I give you life life And if we put our belief, our faith, our trust, our reliance in Jesus, he will give us a feeling of satisfaction, of completeness, wholeness, of being fulfilled. So I want to ask you, have you ever felt empty? Empty? Maybe you feel empty, hungry, craving something, unsatisfied right now. I've been there. We have all been there. But Christ was raised. He was raised on that cross so he could absorb our sin. And He was raised back to life to defeat sin once and for all, to give us the life that He has for us. We are all sick. We all have that sin in us. So in just a, a moment, we're going to pray. We're going to pray in a new way. I'm going to teach you. It's uh, two parts to the prayer. The first part is I want you to hold your hands out with your palms down. This will be a physical representation that you are giving to God the things that you want to control. The things that are leaving you unfulfilled. The things that leave you wanting more. And during that prayer, I'm going to stop praying and I'm going to ask you to think to pray in your minds and in your hearts. And I want you to with your hands out, your palms down give those to God. That's the first part. The second part I'm going to ask you to turn your palms up. This is signifying acceptance or receiving we are going to be receiving God's forgiveness. We are going to be receiving the life that Jesus has to offer for us. So we're going to pray two parts. I'm going to lead you in that, and then we're going to sing a fantastic song. So I want you to go ahead and stand. With our palms down, our hands out, let us pray. God, we have our hands outstretched upside down because we want to give you the junk. The stuff, the things in our life that we want to control. But when we try to do that, it separates us from you. It keeps us from knowing who you are. It keeps us from experiencing the life you want us to have. God, we have our hands down because we want to get rid of these things, whether it's An unhealthy relationship or or gambling or pornography or shopping addictions or drug and alcohol, whatever it may be, God, put it on our hearts and our minds so that we can give it to you right now. God, even though our hands are upside down, yours are right side up. You are taking our brokenness You are taking everything that we have to offer, which is death and sin and ugliness. So God, I'm going to stop talking and I want us in our hearts to give things to you right now. turning our palms upward. God, we are saying we want what you have to give us. We've given you the junk, and now we want to experience your forgiveness. We ask for the life that only comes through Jesus. The whole that was created by us getting rid of the crud and the the desires and the cravings. God, I ask that you would send your Holy Spirit into us. That it would fill that gaping hole with life and fulfillment. So God, I ask that you would just shower us. All of us with more of you. may we walk out of here today changed by your presence may we walk out of here being more full of you God we say thank you thank you thank you amen